an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. The root of what's holding these people back from being optimal in their success, not just achieving notoriety and some money right. and some fame. Right. And that's the point of you're a warrior in what you do. You had your, your boot camp. You go back to what you said about my work and is the proverbial Navy SEAL training equivalent to high performance and leadership development because not everybody can go through what it is that I will put them through and that's okay. Mm. But the leaders that really want it, the ones that I end up meeting that I connect to that hear me and go, something's unique about this guy. I want to step towards him. Those are the types of leaders that can get through that and be blown past their limits and achieve the most optimal state of performance for themselves personally and professionally. The byproducts are more money, more opportunity, but better relationship dynamics, healthier lifestyles, better health for themselves, more peace, more freedom, less fear, and so much more. Those are the things that these people should be looking for instead of finding ways to make more money and become more popular. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Wiley McGraw, and I am so excited to introduce you to him. He is one of the most diverse people I've ever met. He was a competitive baseball player. He was a bull rider, a competitive bull rider, and he went to war. He has been fighting through three different wars. He is an accelerator in every single way. He really helps people, specifically men, release the things that aren't serving them in such a different way than maybe I do. But you are also a healer in that you are getting to the root cause of the problem of why they are getting in the way of themselves and then really helping these people to transform their life and become the best versions of themselves so that they can show up at work or home and not ruin their lives. Thank you for being here, Wiley. It is really nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me. So how did you go from, first of all, I can't even believe that you went to war. Like looking at people who have been to war and done these amazing things where you've led men into extreme situations. I just, I can't even imagine that. Like I literally, I don't know how you do that. So please just let's dial it back for a second and just talk about how you went from this competitive baseball player to a competitive bull rider. I don't even know if you were doing the bull riding while you were maybe (laughs) on tour. I don't even know. Does that separate? Like, do you look at like you have different uh, time periods in your life where you were trying to master different skills? Absolutely. So to go back and answer your question very methodically, growing up around a semi-pro ball player in a very interestingly stressful family dynamic, my dad expected me to be perfect in the athletics that I was involved in. So being a pitcher because of the arm that I had, I was a star athlete. I focused on that one skill set day in and day out for a very long time. But the normal pressures of being an athlete were fine. It was the external pressures of the world and the environment that I lived in that were actually not allowing all of my potential to be present. It wasn't allowing sure. me to be me. So that eventually pushed me in a different direction. I chose to go into bull riding as a natural challenge for myself to really stretch who I was. I found that the most invigorating to be 
in the most dangerous of situations to see what I was really capable of accomplishing as a man, a very young man, so to speak, and really stretching my capacity. And I knew innately something was unique about who I was, but I didn't understand it just yet. So I pushed myself in those dynamics. I went from the athletic world as a pitcher, left my family into the bull riding world, stretched myself, pushed myself, faced certain death at certain times, riding a wild animal, and realized there was so much more to unlocking our potential if we allow ourselves to be in the most uncomfortable positions of real transformation. And then that became something that ran its course, which is why the military came knocking. And I found myself drawn to that world to say, you know what? I want to become even more. I need to find other men that were like me looking to stretch and become the best of who they were meant to be. And the military was kind of that next natural step. So Mm. just to really give that context here for the people who are listening to is that I was in these positions in my family dynamics, being an athlete didn't allow me to be the best athlete. So I needed to push myself far beyond my own comfort and get into a new radical position to really challenge myself, which is what bull riding was. And then again, the military going to combat three different occasions with the 101st Airborne Division as a combat infantry leader, really being in the most extreme situations in the world allowed me to understand who I really was in those dynamics, really finding out that I had an innate ability to lead in a different direction, to really see blind spots in performance what eruption really was and why I experienced it all my life with people bringing me all of their issues, everybody dumping their stresses and so forth really became a more self-discovery thing in combat. And then after I got out of the military, I wanted to understand that and build something around it, which is what I did. Wow. I am just still in awe of the fact that you were (laughs) taking these people into extreme situations. And then you're standing here telling us how you do this with regular people. Like I can't even imagine, like I was I was looking at your website and you said the Navy SEAL training of high performance. And I was like, hmm, have I been through that? <laughs> and to me, I, when I was 22 years old and I was working in the New York City public school system with these kids that were uh, thrown out of every school in New York City and coming to school with weapons and all that kind of stuff, I felt like that was boot camp. I mean, I was really testing my own sure. abilities to sense where the kids were at and if I was in danger and all that kind of stuff. And my life was threatened often. But that is nothing compared to what you probably saw and went through. So it's pretty amazing what those kind of situations will do when you are put into them, like how you will transform. Right. And, and it is really the catapult in which I was able to transform my life. I realized this is not a way to live being scared every single day. And you know, I definitely was well, and I found meditation and then things opened up for me and that's where I went. Okay. So when you were bringing these men into these situations, do you think your like spidey sense was out, like looking to see where you should be going, what you should be doing, how you should be leading these men. And, and is that how you started to hone in on that gift of like reading them? Or do you think you were just born with this gift to, hmm. to, to lead? Yeah. In my experience, I, I realized as I got older and as I started to cultivate uh, an, a more deeper understanding of who I was, not what I did, but who I was, I realized I was innately born with a specific gift or skill set, something it's an, an innate uncanny ability to, like you said, I was able to see the way performance was being affected by unresolved stress. So as mm-hmm. I was in the middle of the most extreme situations like combat, right? I mean, you were in your own extreme situation. That's essentially combat in its own right. But mm-hmm. in my experience, I was able to navigate as a leader and understanding the levels of performance that the guys that I led were, were experiencing and why they weren't being the best at certain times and actually providing them the atmosphere, the environment that they needed to really 
accelerate the change that needed to happen ASAP because in combat, we don't have a lot of time to no. spend time in feelings or figuring <laughs> things out logically. We really have to understand what is it that we need to do to be the best in that moment to complete the mission so that we can go home alive. And that is across the board in any military unit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So getting to the core understanding of my gift that I was innately born with, the military provided that environment for me. So mm-hmm. I realized in that environment, I knew something was different when it came to performance, human performance, understanding stress, the different types of stress, how it affects our ability to tap into our potential, how it affects our ability to focus and lead, how it affects our ability to perform at the top of our game consistently and sustainably. So the work that I do is not just for average people, it's for leaders because I realize the capacity that I carry is about getting them to match the capacity and their ability to perform. So the work I do is specifically for that type of leader who is looking to blow past their limits and actually achieve sustained peak performance, both personally and professionally, because they are not mutually exclusive, no matter how Mm -hmm. hard we try to convince ourselves otherwise. Right. Totally. I understand that. Yeah. We have to be looking at all areas of our life. They're all interrelated. So what are some of the things that you do when these men show up who are already, you know, many people would say successful, maybe they don't have a marriage. That's great. Maybe they could be making more money in their business, but these men that find you are already considered successful, but they don't feel like they're successful. They know there's something missing. What do you do to get it out of them? Well, specifically what I do is give them the right environment in the right framework so they can radically transform. Now, when I say that people are going to say, what does that mean to radically transform? Well, first you have to understand, right? I want like just to share with you and your audience is to understand transformation does not happen when things are comfortable and when they feel good and when they're fun, no (laughs) no matter how much we want to believe that it can, what we need to understand is that we might be on a path towards healing and transformation, but real transformation, real healing, what you and I talked about a minute ago, it comes really radically and it really comes in an accelerated form. It's about transforming something from one place to another in an accelerated manner. Mm -hmm. Everything else is relief. When you you find relief on the path to healing, to transformation, that is like calibration until you have the right resource that knows how to put you in the right environments, in the right positions that radically challenge you from every single angle that creates real eruption and real resolution in a very accelerated manner. It's not something that should take a lifetime. It should happen very quickly, but it's very, very uncomfortable. So with leaders, I give them the right environments. I am in a relationship dynamic with my clients individually, one-on-one, I put them in the most challenging positions that radically erupt those blind spots, those unresolved stresses that they've carried around their entire life, that they built the back of their empires on. Mm -hmm. And I get them to face those demons so that we can actually resolve it. So Mm -hmm. if I may finish with this is knowing that innate nature of the warrior that I am and how I was brought into this world. Like I said, Jesus was a warrior. We all know about Jesus and the story of Jesus, but Jesus wasn't a passive guy, as many would like to believe. He was a fighter. He was a warrior. He was controversial. He was radical. And his vibration, the way he was divinitely connected to that highest vibration is what allowed people to heal in his presence. Now, with me, I'm not saying I'm going to stand in front of someone and all of their things, physical things, are just going to melt away. However, as an eruptor, knowing that vibration that I carry, it brings forth all of those unresolved demons that people carry, especially the leaders I work with, so that we can, in relationship, eradicate them, 
resolve anything and everything that they're going through and watch their performance accelerate as a byproduct of that unencumbered nature of being. Yes. I love everything you just said. You said right. it so well. I love that you push these eruptions and I and even just the thought of calling them eruptions is interesting because that is what's happening. You're bringing forth the stress that's been there their whole life, bringing it out and resolving it like you said. And it is so amazing how that will transform people's lives. I like to look at it like a lot of us, we gain programming and traumatic experiences in our lifetime. And then that's, you know, our childhood. (laughs) And then we get to adulthood and we're like, wait a second, who the hell am I? And what is Mm -hmm. going on? And then that's when we start to unpack everything that we accumulated. It's amazing what will be in there. Like you were saying, you were raised by a perfectionist father. Did that make you a perfectionist at the time? You know what? I utilize perfectionism as a a crutch so that I can deal with the chaotic environment I grew up in. Mm-hmm. We have to understand first and foremost, right. That's like you what said, I did. life experiences, right? We have generations that basically tra- there's a difference between transference and transformation. We transfer or we transform. We have a society that has built itself around the idea that the transference of energy, the hype, the feel good, all the stuff that we get when we go to programs and concerts and events means we're changing. In reality, it's just transference. So the same thing goes with generational trauma and stress and chaos. We have had generations pass that along and nobody has stopped to actually create real resolution or real quote healing around that. We don't heal as a generation or as a whole. So we have individuals looking for things that allow them to really find that healing, but we have majority of people that are very uncomfortable what it means to actually create that resolution. So we lean in towards the perceived notion of transformation and not real transformation. So at the end of the day, it's like the environment that mattered for me was being focused on doing my best until it became a breaking point. And I realized I was not performing as wily the best Wiley. So something shifted and I realized innately, it's almost intuitively, I have to go somewhere else. I have to break away from what my my father expects of me, what I'm expected of in my family and be put in a position that's good for me. And that's mm-hmm. what I chose to do. I found mentors in the bull riding world that really pushed me far beyond my own personal limits in that world and really challenged myself to get on a better bull, to push even harder when I trained to be even more focused on the nature of the ride and not the the threat of death that could potentially come. And that's where I stretched Mm -hmm. and became more. And then it just evolved from there. The military was one of the most challenging situations of my life, but one of the most rewarding. I found peace and harmony almost being in combat versus the battles that I faced at home. And that's why understanding how to be a warrior for your life will bring real resolution if you're willing to go after the things that really encumber your performance and your, your power and potential. I love it. Is that why your book's called War is My Vacation? War was my vacation, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. saw that. Finding peace and harmony in war. That is really such an amazing dynamic right there. Thank you. You found your true self, you know, and I love it. So first of all, I, I'm assuming that being on a bowl, you got really in tune with your intuition because you're like becoming one with this animal Absolutely. that is trying to get rid of you. I can't even imagine that. I broke my back. So I was 16 Mm. years old. So like the thought of that is just immediately, I'm like, no, then you took it the next step. So for me, what I was doing that whole intuitive reading of the kids. And that I think was like my boot camp in terms of trying to read people's energy and save my life from it. So you really went to the next level. And that is really, really, really cool. 
what else do we need to know about becoming this warrior? Like you're saying, cause I feel like I am a warrior, but not quite like you. I, I mean, mean to be honest, like you, you yeah. are, sound really, really badass. Like, and I'm not scared of a lot of things. I mean, I talk to dead people, so hey, <laughs> I know. get it. I understand. <laughs> I would assume that that's kind of badass, but you know, at times I, I'm not. Well, like, you know, it, it, in your own way where you're at, absolutely. And, and that's the thing is we, we also have this weird, I would say weird. I use that word and I like being weird anyway. I love the fact that I'm this tattooed of ex-military guy and I like to be called weird and do this crazy radical work that I'm doing for leaders specifically because, well, you know, the proverbial shit rolls downhill. Excuse my French. But it does. When you have an unresolved leader, they distort the world. They don't actually transform it. You need Mm -hmm. a resolved, optimized leader to really change the world. And we don't have that. That's why we have reoccurring conversations around the same problems uh, decades after decades, generation after generation. We're still having the same conversation right now. It's because the leaders themselves have done nothing to address their own their own demons, their own unresolved stresses, their own setbacks, limitations. They are trying to bypass, circumvent, or hack their way to top performance. And you cannot do that. So it's it's <laughs> it's understanding that we are all uniquely built differently. We're not at some even playing field when we come into this world. Yes, we're human, mm. but realizing that Jesus wasn't the only one that can create quote, healing and resolution for people. There are many people in this world that are brought in here with these gifts that are just at different vibrational levels that are meant for different groups of people. Definitely. And when you can respect and understand that, you'll watch how we can actually evolve together as a society. That's why I know my gift is erupting the deepest, darkest demons and battling through them with leaders. And I've worked with some of the most high-powered leaders across many industries for the last 13 years as an eruptor for them. Radical performance acceleration, getting to the core, the root of what's holding these, these people back from being optimal in their success, not just achieving notoriety and some money right. and some fame. Right. And that's the point of you're a warrior in what you do. You had your, your boot camp. You go back to what you said about my work and is the proverbial Navy SEAL training equivalent to high performance and leadership development because not everybody can go through what it is that I will put them through and that's okay. Mm. But the leaders that really want it, the ones that I end up meeting that I connect to that hear me and go, something's unique about this guy. I want to step towards him. Those are the right. types of leaders that can get through that and be blown past their limits and achieve the most optimal state of performance for themselves personally and professionally. The byproducts are more money, more opportunity, but better relationship dynamics, healthier lifestyles, better health for themselves, more peace, more freedom, less fear, and so much more. Those are the things that these people should be looking for instead of finding ways to make more money and become more popular. Right. Does that make sense? I hope that that lands with you. I mean, I I wish everybody was working with you, you know, especially the, these leaders that are in power. I mean, I think we're in a, such a fucked up state right now. I agree. Um, And we would be doing a lot better (laughs) if we actually had real leaders, real warriors, people who, cause it, it takes so much to go inward and figure out how you are blocking yourself from your true success. It, and, but sure. sometimes, you know, we can't do that. And it's nice to have somebody to help us through it. Well, you need an outside force. If you really want to go and just share with you, you really want to go past where your limits are. You need an outside force that's capable based on your capacity to perform. That's why I, I just, I'm not built to work with the masses and that's okay because my capacity and what I do matches the level of these leaders who are running things. The people that come to me 
have huge responsibilities on their plates. They've got hundreds of thousands of people that they are responsible for, or millions of followers, or money things that they have to take care of. So they need a place and a person that can get into the depths with them Mm -hmm. and battle through those things where other people cannot go. That's why we're all at different places. We need to respect that for ourselves. But if we really want to achieve sustained peak performance, we need an outside force that's actually equipped to put us in the most uncomfortable positions because that's where only true transformation can occur. It's dark, it's ugly, it's uncomfortable. You go to any event you want to and jump around with people and hug each other all day long, you (laughs) might get high on the dopamine of that and it might provide you some movement and that's good. Yeah. That's not transformation, that's transference. You get really connected to that energy, but transformation is about battling through in the dark corners. That's why my work is in relationship because I'm with them in their life. It's not a program, a process, a system to follow. It's a framework and an environment for them to become who they were meant to be. Totally. So understanding your unique nature is the key to understanding what you're capable of accomplishing and whether or not you're going to manifest or attract in the right resources at the right time for you to take that next step into the, the evolution you're looking to, you know, become. So you're talking about the dark night of the soul, essentially. Dark night of the soul. Are you you're not familiar with that term? Well, I, I, I'm, I think the nature of, of what I've discovered about myself is I, I don't find myself getting connected to, how do I say this? I don't label what I do specifically. I just understand the nature and I've heard of the dark night of the soul, but understanding so what you're that, doing is, is the dark uh-huh. night of the soul. I mean, you're, whenever we turn inward and we really feel like we can't go beyond that, like dark night of the soul is bottoming out. It's like where you're like, it's either death or I change everything. You really are that breaking point. And I, and you seem to push people to that dark night of the soul, but with some guidance, you're there to help them obviously process through that. Whereas many people okay. often end up in their dark night of the soul alone. <laughs> and then, you know, well, God yeah, or whatever yeah. winds yeah. up, you know, becoming part of their intuition. And, um, I, I get what you're saying. And I think that. you're right. You're, you're right. Uh, to, to the degree that people, <laughs> I'll say that people wait until they're near death before they'll, they're willing to do anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 My job and what I know about my skills and my gift is I meet these these top performers where they are at so that we can prevent them from finally reaching that place of near death before they're willing to do anything about it. They get to a place where they're breaking and they know that if they don't do something different in that moment, they will hit that bottom. They will absolutely bottom out. Mm -hmm. I've worked with many public figures who were introduced to me because they were literally burned out at their wits end and on on the verge of self-destruction. And they were like, I don't want this. So they were willing to step toward, like, I don't do things where I say, hey, here's what we're going to do step-by-step. Here's how it's going to work. Here's how comfortable I'm going to make you feel so you can trust that I'm the right thing for you. It's like, I got introduced to you. You need to feel into this, whether or not this is right or it is. And if you don't, that's fine. If you do step towards me, let's jump and let's make stuff happen. Because at the end of the day, like there is no other option you have. I'm a fork in the road for you. I am the elite place that you're going to become the best version of yourself. Or you can continue down your path and find out whether or not you're going to hit that rock bottom or stay in the pain that you're in or try to circumvent your way to another place of feeling relief. And that's what most leaders do is they, they circumvent, they bypass, they hack their way to a place of relief and they feel like they've got some change. So they go, I'm good right now. And they keep grinding and grinding. And yet in the back of their mind, they're unsatisfied, they're Mm -hmm. unfulfilled, and they're unhappy. But there's this egoic psyche, like part of us that protects us from the most uncomfortable things. And they just allow that to overtake their life. 
I mean, not all of us go through several dark nights of the soul. And it really sounds like really, really, I'm starting to energetically see what you do with people, how it is that mm-hmm. dark night of the soul that you are leading them out of. And you're like, just like you would with the troops or with the men that you are leading into this place of unknown with confidence and assurance that yep. things are going to be okay I because love you're you with said. them. It's really, really phenomenal. And I and when I start to look at my own stuff that I'm doing with people, it is a lot like a warrior going into the unknown. And I, I, I it's so funny. I tell people all the time, like people book sessions with me and, and I work with them and I have no clue what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And could, because I'm taking them as they are where they are right. in that moment. I, I say that to them, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't even know if my gifts are going to show up and if I'm going to be able to do the things that you want me to do. It's all that trust that's built up. It's pretty amazing. And then transformation happens. And I agree with you that uh, a lot of people will do the work up until it's uncomfortable. Right. And and the other part of that, too, I love that, that you, person. Absolutely. And I love what you said is, I have this more academic paper I wrote called Helping Versus Optimizing. It's understanding the difference between the helping fields and where where you actually become an optimized uh, version of yourself. It's going to be on my site, but it really discusses the nature of how the helping field creates movement, but it doesn't optimize and create real transformation. It doesn't put you at the top of your game sustainably. So what you said is the unknown. And one of the things that I have found in my experience, especially with people in positions of power, is they are absolutely afraid of the unknown. They need to control mm-hmm. everything. It's even the resources they hire, the coaches, the consultants, the advisors, their mentors have all been a version of someone they can control to a certain degree right. so they can feel good about what they're doing with that. But when I meet them, it's almost like, oh, I can't control this guy. <laughs> He is not something I'm used to. He doesn't talk right. to me the way everybody else does. And that's, right. oh, that's good. You yeah. need this. And only it takes a specific type of leader who goes, man, you're something's different, but I want that. And I'm willing right. to step towards it. And that's why I only right. work with three to four leaders per year right. is because it's so intimate and so radical and so dynamic that it takes that kind of relationship. And going back to what you just said, it's like, I tell them, you have to be willing to surrender control. You have to be comfortable in, in the unknowingness, the white space ambiguity of things. Because when you can surrender, knowing what's coming, real vulnerability shows. When real vulnerability shows, real blind spots can be exposed. Yeah. Real emotions can come out. That's where all of the unresolved stresses reside. That is where we can create real resolution. We can eradicate the unresolved stresses people carry. But until Mm. you are allowing yourself to be the most vulnerable without knowing exactly what's coming, you will always have a minor bit of control over what it is you hire, you bring into your life, you you use, and you will always perceive yourself as getting somewhere further than you really are. And you'll always feel left unsatisfied, looking Mm -hmm. for more, grinding for more. You shouldn't wake up grinding and looking for more. You should be at a place where you're like, I know who I am. I am at my optimal state of power and potential. And everything I choose to then do from that point forward just accentuates me to even a higher place. I love that you're a a man talking about vulnerability because that is not (laughs) incongruent in society. And I have clients who come to me and I'm like, no, no, no. Vulnerability is where it's at. Like what you just told me, that is a lie you know, not the vulnerability, right, no, but like right, whatever right. they're trying to convince me of, oh yeah, right. I tried to do this that, and the other thing. And I'm like, no, 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 you didn't. You're lying about that. Let's go into that. Like, tell me more about that. And I'm like, it's where you can really be vulnerable and say, yeah, that was a program that I was just showing up because I was checking boxes, whatever it is, when they can really look at that and say, 
I'm fucking doing it. Like I'm doing it to me, you know, when they can really take ownership of that, then that's when they're going to be vulnerable. But I say this a lot, like when we take full ownership of our experience, we can transform it. But if we don't own all of it, we wind up missing pieces. And then we wind up feeling like a victim, like I'm missing something or like that wasn't my fault or I could, you know, that person should have let me down or whatever. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Like (laughs) transform it, (laughs) you own it. And then you can transform it. You can't transform anything else that's outside of you. Like, you you know, other people. Well, that's the thing is you, you can't transform anything outside of you and you can't transform yourself all the way to the top until you have an outside force in the right environment. You do need those things. I've just discovered it in all my years of experiences. The self-help world has unfortunately, especially in marketing, we have this, we have people marketing themselves as healers. We have people marketing themselves as transformational specialists, but it's all about following their surefire tactic or system or process or program that they are selling to people as the next best solution for real transformation. But yet people buy into that and then they get only so far and they're like, well, what's next? And then they buy Mm -hmm. into it more and they buy into it more. And going back to healer and warrior is understanding, like even in our world, our medical community, we call doctors and nurses healers. They are not. They just help facilitate our innate physical body's ability to heal itself. Healers are people that are born into this world with something that they have naturally within them. It's not a thing you go to school for, or you try to figure out through books or other programs. Now, it doesn't mean somebody doesn't have a gift they're unaware of and that they read or they go to these things and that triggers and helps them identify, oh my goodness, I have some, that's why people do what they do around me. That's why people feel the way they feel. Mm -hmm. But everybody nowadays is saying, oh, I'm a healer too, or I'm a transformational this and that. It's like, well, at the end of the day, who are you and who you are, does that create real change within someone when they are with you? Or is it just give them some form of movement in their life Mm. that makes them feel better? Because there's a difference between relief and resolution. Healing is resolution. Coping is relief. We have to understand those differences if we truly want to take the next step towards the thing that we, we might think, Amy, we might think that the thing that's uncomfortable is wrong or bad for us. We might think the thing that's comfortable is actually good for us. We think these things. Well, mm-hmm. I don't like the way I feel with this person. So my intuitions tell me something's wrong with you. And it's like, no, at the end of the day, my friend, that is just your fear and all of your unresolved demons rising to the surface. And it's easy to look outward and go, you're the reason why I'm feeling this. I don't feel this anywhere else. But when I'm with you, I feel it. Why? You must be a threat. And I go, you, ha- you don't even know how to trust your own gut or intuition because you are unresolved. You have stress Mm -hmm. occupying space. You don't know who you are. And that's why you feel the way you feel with me. And I have leaders that do that. Like, oh, I don't know why I'm exactly because I am the first thing that has grounded you to actually feel it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from New Jersey. I always blame Uh, that that because I will just say how it is. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I love you. (laughs) But this is how you're blocking yourself. Like, I will just come out and say, I do not want to beat around the bush. I do not want to pretend like it's something else because that's more comfortable. I am here to help people to shift and transform like you are. And yep. I think it's a disservice. I want to tell you this past week, spirit has definitely, or energy, whatever's sure. been showing up. I'm all, I'm open for it all. However you want to look at it, it doesn't matter. I mean, sure. it's all energy, but the word <clears throat> help versus the word assist has been, energy has been saying assist, assist, assist. Like you want to be assisting, not helping. I was like, what the fuck is the difference between assist and a help? Like, I want to see the definition. So I looked at them and assist is assuming that you're already are doing something. And that's when I was like, 
Fuck. Yeah. Like if you come and work with me, I am taking you to the next level. You're already doing what you want to be doing. I want to take you to the next level Sure. because you want me to take you to the next level and right. helping is like doing it for you. And I don't want to do that. I don't, I, I think it's disempowering when we do something for somebody when they can do it th- themselves. I mean, I would think that you understand very deeply that everybody's capable of doing any kind of transformation that they want, as long as they have the tools to do it, like maybe someone like you or someone sure. like me or meditation or EFT or whatever is available right. to help right. them with that transformation. And then that, and actually that brings me to hold on one second. You're going to be, you're going to love this. Okay. Um, every time I design a podcast it is around healing, right? And the healing was around, you have the power to transform anything. So you have the power to transform anything. And this, it was actually very, very amazing energetically what was coming from spirit in terms of this podcast and how Mm. it was being presented. Like it was like, bam, Yeah. (laughs) no hiding from this now. And I think a lot of people who are listening are warriors and they don't even realize it. And just like how I was like, not looking at it, like I was a warrior, but I am a warrior. Like I am going into these dark places. People tell me shit and I'm like, holy crap. How did you get through that? And I, I, I actually tell them that, that I'm, I'm surprised that they've made that through that and they're here and I'm, I'm grateful and people don't give themselves enough credit. Cause they're just like, well, I did it. I got through it, you know? And like, no, 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 that is that, that you need to pause Let's, for a second. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like, it sounds like what you're doing is they, they come to you when they've gone through the experience, they've created some form of awareness and understanding around what they went through. But when they still come to someone who can get into the depths, into the trenches, if you will, with them, they're actually looking for real resolution from the experience they had. Contrary to popular belief is you might go through a life experience. You might go to therapy, you might hire a coach and you might create some real good awareness and stretch yourself away from that experience and realize what had happened. And that gives you a place of relief, reprieve, allows you to, to do something better for yourself but people are always innately going to look for real healing. So they wake up and go, well, I'm, I, they don't go, I want a healer today. They go, I need, to, I need a coach today, or I need to find someone who's going to really challenge me. I need to go do something right. different for myself. That's not normal. And that's their natural ability looking for someone to help create that resolution, which is why I shared earlier is leaders, especially CEOs that I've worked with. They don't wake up in the morning and go, where, where can I find some healing today? What they actually wake up for is how do I find something that's better and that's next for me? How do I keep growing? How do I stay relevant? And then they get stuck in the logics of reading things mm-hmm. and hiring coaches or mentors. But in reality, what we're really looking for is that real innate, deep, dark healing that allows us to be the most optimized version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah. warriors, you know, most warriors abroad into this world have a warrior gene. Even science has understood epigenetics and, and genetics itself and realized that we are all innate. Some of us have a warrior gene that gets activated through our life experiences that brings forth some of these more innate qualities about ourselves, which is why we're able to do things like combat very calmly, be in the most stressful situations and nothing can throw us off. We can, we might even be feeling nervous inside, but on the external world, we're cucumbers, you know, that adage, but, (laughs) but reality, that's what it comes down to is if you really want to find healing and real transformation, our psyches are designed, something I've understood in my studies as well, formerly when I wanted to learn and know more about myself, is our psyches are designed to protect us from the mm-hmm. most uncomfortable things. It's part of evolution. However, those things stick us to a point where we can do only so much, quote, transformative work until we actually need someone like you who gets into the trenches with them, who's willing to ask them the, wrong, the, the hardest questions or make them feel the most uncomfortable because that's where we get the real, you know, the real truth of someone. and. 
last little thought here for you on this point is you only really know someone when you fight them. You only really know someone, truly know who they are when you fight them. And I'm not talking about physical altercation necessarily, right. even, even that, yes. I'm just talking about when you have real yeah. confrontation with people, which is most people make confrontation bad and wrong. They make versions of emotions bad and wrong. When you're angry, you're something's wrong with you versus understanding why do I have anger? What is anger trying to teach me right now? Is it an energy source that I needed to tap into so I can shift something right now in my moment? Or is somebody in my environment that's causing this? I need to look at these things. And everybody has just chalked it up to feel good, change your state, go to go frown a smile, and they're gonna that's transformation. You know, we got Tony Robbins t- telling people to just instantly change their state. Sorry, that might look good on the surface, but that's not real transformation. It's impossible to truly change who you are at the core simply by thinking a state of being. You're going to have to stay on that state of being for a really long time and be real focused if that's going to really do it. <laughs> you have to be it. willing to go through the, yeah. you have to be willing to go through the actual, the dark path of transformation to get <laughs> right. to that place. It's kind of yeah. like the emotional scale. We have all of these emotions for a reason. They're not an, it's like the appendix. You're going to cut the appendix out, but it's there. Do you think we were just born with an accidental part and everybody goes, oh, we don't need that. Just <laughs> like people bullshit. say, depression and anger and frustration, irritation are all negative emotions. And you got to stay in the highest place of joy and peace. And it's like, well, maybe you need to be in depression for a minute. Maybe right. depression's telling you something's about to change in your life, but we get stuck in that mm-hmm. and everybody feels like, oh, that's, and it becomes a chronic disease. And then we right. have these, well, that's why we take drugs to, to absolutely. mask the symptoms. Yeah. And we make them wrong. And it's like, well, that's the thing is if I'm making you feel very uncomfortable, you have to be willing to step into that for a moment and take the value from that interchange or that exchange back and forth, try to find, even if it's not the right fit for you, even I'm not the right fit for you, try to find value inside that exchange with me or whoever, like you, whatever. There's value in the most uncomfortable moments. If you can do that for yourself, I'm telling you, you can find yourself getting to where you want to go much faster. Do you think that your clients know that you really love them or care about them? They absolutely do. Okay. And how do you convey that? Because I show up for them. Okay. Because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to battle through the shit with them. I'm in it with them. With them. Okay. 24 7, 24 7 for a certain amount of time, a framework that I've created around them, mm-hmm. a container we agree upon, but I'm in it with them. Yeah. If I have to support what I'm doing with their wives, their kids, their partners, et cetera, they can feel naturally who I am. And see, that's the thing is I know who I am at my core. I mm-hmm. know myself truly to the deepest part. So when I show up, my natural set point is love, is care, is is groundedness, it's commitment, it's focus, it's follow through. They're not used to that. That world is used to all of this like superficiality. Yeah. Yeah. So when something like me shows up, they're like, oh, this is completely different. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's real love. Love is mm-hmm. not the frou-frou stuff that feels good. It's not rainbows and butterflies. Real love sometimes is me kicking your ass and mm-hmm. making you feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> is saying things you don't want to hear. Is making you face things you don't want to look at. That's me right. loving you. You but- know what it is though? You see their potential Absolutely. And, and in a time that they don't. And that's why they know that you love them. I just wake up every day seeing the world and how the leadership is failing people right now and how oh, leaders yeah. are standing on stages telling people, here's how to have the best life. And yet they're suffering from stage two cancer behind the scenes. Yet their relationships mm-hmm. with their wife is suffering. Their kids don't listen to them. Their health is deteriorating. Their money is bleeding. And they're going to go out in public and they're going to act and perform like right. they're something to emulate and follow. It's like, what are we doing as a society? 
leaders need to be unfucked. Leaders need to get to a place of optimization because that will naturally affect and uplift the rest of us. It would be a beautiful world. It would. But right now we have a world that's just merry-go-round. Same problems, same concepts, same thoughts, same issues, same voting problems, same this, same that, because leaders are not changing. That's Mm. the problem. So every day to me, my life, the fabric of who I am, it's not about how do I make more money? How do I get my name out there? What I care about is like, if there's one person per year that that's like, I want it, a CEO, a public figure, a celebrity, I want it. I'm going to work with them all in. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what I care about the most. I love it. I I love, I love everything that you're talking about. I love everything that you're doing. I'm grateful that you're on this planet. We need you so badly out there. I appreciate that. Transform the leaders and the leaders who you wouldn't think are leaders, like the celebrities and things like that. Sure. They are in in fact, somewhat of a leader. Well, they have influence, power. Yeah. They have influence and power. Totally. Yeah. Right. All right. You have a program that, that is on a uh, time to erupt where you can go through and you can figure out whether you're a good fit to work with you. Correct. It's a character index. I, I built that through my experience of working with different types of leaders and high achievers so that they can identify whether or not they have what it takes to be optimized. If they're in a position and they're ready for it, it's right. a really cool active tool just to do a self-evaluation. Hey, look, do I have some of this criteria? Is this who I really am? If so, I am ready to do the type of work that Wiley would put me through. So it, yeah, time to erupt.com is where they can go right to that character index on that work with me page and really just do a quick self-assessment, see if they have the ability to do this type of work. And then usually what happens is people feel very drawn to it. They have a phone call for me. I'm not, it, it's about relationships. I have conversations with people. I don't, there's no, you know, funnel here, or I'm not trying to, there's no marketing play. I don't need your email address. I don't want you to follow me. I, I'm not your guru. What I care right, about is, yeah. are there leaders out there, high achievers who are willing to do whatever it takes to blow past their limits, achieve the most optimal states of sustained peak performance, both personally, and professionally, then I'm here for you. If you're ready to jump, that's what that's for. Uh, yeah. You keep saying this jump. I want to know what is the craziest uh, thing? <laughs> Just tell us one crazy thing that you sure. did to make people get out of their comfort zone. <laughs> crazy thing. <laughs> Everything I do, I do, I feel is like normal, but I'll give it to you. I'll put it this way. I worked with a gentleman who, and I even say it on one of my FAQs on my website, just, I did these videos to answer some questions that I've been asked by a lot of high achievers and leaders. And it's, he had terror around finances, regardless of the multiple eight figure businesses and making over $50 million through his online platform. And just being someone who's worked with some of the biggest names in the world, he was at a point where he didn't understand why he still carried terror 30 plus years veteran in the, in the public figure sector influencer. And really what it came down to was in the relationship, in the moment that we were doing some work together, I realized that there's no way that he's actually going to be able to manifest, create more money that he wants for the opportunity that was showing up until he faced down that terror. And I knew at the core, he said, I want to work on this. And I said, well, we're not, we're going to go here. And I made him pick up the phone. I made him call every single person he knew and ask for the amount of money he needed to hold him over. And it scared him so much that it erupted all of that terror because he did not want to face that at all. He thought that was, that's harsh. That's wrong. You can't do that. You can't ask me of that. And I said, that's fine. If you don't do it, I won't come back. I need you to realize the point of my work. What I'm here to do is to push you past this right here. This is what's holding you back. This is what's causing you to bleed money consistently, despite all of your success. This is why you feel so inadequate, why you feel so up and down financially and why it doesn't work for you the way you want it to. And until you do this, nothing's going to change. You have to face down the most uncomfortable thing that surrounds your money. And that is asking people and committing and telling people I'm not in a position that you think I'm in 
right? Here mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, ego. Public figure, make a bunch yeah. of money. But what is it like to ask all your other public figure celebrity friends that have a ton of money, billionaires, multimillionaires, hey, I'm not who you think I am. I need a bunch of money. Can you help me out? What do you think that's going to do to someone? That erupts right. a deep, dark truth that they weren't willing to look at. And what happened was he made the he just made the calls despite maybe three people picking up. The fact that he just did the action, it was the action that moved the energy. Mm. What ended up happening was the two days later after that we had that experience, that challenge that I put him through, he literally basically made four times the amount of money he typically made at his events because people told me he felt different on stage. He looked different. Something was unique about him. What happened to him? I want to give him my money. I want to work with him. He never Mm -hmm. had that before. He said he authentically felt like this was the first time people were paying him for him, not for Mm -hmm. what he was offering. Not yet and, for that shell of a person that the, he so was that's a, that's the example I talk about because it's really, it's, it is a significant people go, wow, you made him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know it sounds, you know, okay. He picked up a phone and made some phone calls. You have to understand that's, like, that's a scary huge. thing for people, especially yeah. people in that position. And, and, and he had to face down how his friends were going to view him. And by facing those fears, facing that terror, those demons, we were able to eradicate it because he was able to come back and share how he felt, what came up, what his reactions were. And I was right there with him and I helped him feel what he was feeling. I walked through it with him. I held it for him and mm. allowed him to realize, oh my God, you, the love and care that you're giving me by holding me to this, not letting me squiggle, you know, worm my way out of it mm-hmm. is what allowed me to basically move through that limit. And that is why the byproduct was a $1.2 million event two days later. Mm. Does that, did that answer your question? I hope that gives yeah. a nice example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing I, is I like just, for everybody there, it's different. Like we had on the podcast, somebody who it was a cup of coffee. She was in her religion. She was told that she couldn't have a cup of coffee and she had that cup of coffee. And then it just it was a <clears> cascading <throat> effect of realizing like what life could be like. Sure. And for everybody, it's just pushing through that moment of when you thought, oh, I can't do that to then I am doing that. To then what does this really mean? Well, that's um, why, the, yeah, the capacity that these people have is despite the ego, despite the reactions to me doing these types of things, push, pushing them in those positions, because of their capacity already, they don't quit. They don't run away from it. They don't say, well, this is too much. I don't want to do this. I'm done with you. Right. They do it anyway <laughs> because they realize this is the first person who's loved me through the most terrifying things I've ever dealt with in my life. They don't have that usually. So when mm-hmm. they have, have that kind of experience. They stay committed despite the fear and the terror that comes up. They realize I'm in it to win it with you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not up here saying, Hey, as your coach, I'm going to tell you to do this. And then you call me when you're done. I'm right there in, I'm in the trenches as your battle buddy, as a mm. warrior with you. So you know what it's like to have someone in the hell that you've gone, you've gone through with you. You've never had that. And they go, yep, that's a good point. Never, nobody's ever pushed me while being with me, which is right. why the military, why I pay homage to the Navy right. SEALs because I have friends that are SEALs. Why my work is that proverbial equivalent is because you have no idea what you're getting into when you join the military. You might know boot camps coming. All you know is they're going to push, challenge, and stretch you in ways you've never experienced, which is right. what I do. All you know is they're going to break you. They're going to make you the best yep. soldier or you know seaman, airman. It doesn't matter possible because that is what's required for you to be an elite operator when it comes to being in the, in the service. So in the mil, when you go to Navy SEAL train, I had a buddy of mine, 187 guys started buds with him, 18 of him of them graduated at the end. Yeah. It's crazy. So you've got to consider it is what I do is going to make people quit. It's going to push them far beyond mm-hmm. their limits. It's going to make them realize what their quote cap out point is. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's going to create real healing for them. That's, what's going to create real transformation. And they're going to experience 
themselves performing optimally every single day and going, oh my gosh, nothing is holding me back. Nothing throws me off course. I wake up in the zone is what my professional athletes call. Being in the zone consistently mm-hmm. daily, in and out, my relationships are improving. My health is improving. My kids love me. Everything is working the way I've always wanted it to. I don't have to sacrifice, suffer, or you know, avoid anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, once you face that you're, you know, like if, for instance, he didn't make the call and you left, then you would have to live with the fact that he didn't make those calls. When you face that eventually he'd be like, I got to get Wiley back <laughs> and go through it really, this. Well, I mean, like it'll sit yeah. with them. Right. You know? Well, that's why the other part of it too, is they, they do make a substantial investment in this work. And right, I, it's right, not, yeah. this is not for the no. faint of heart. And part no. of that investment <laughs> is them going, Holy crap. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But number one, it's because I need you to have the all-in attitude. It stretches your capacity right when you make that investment. And it tells me what you're really committed to. The other part is I've curated a network of experts that I tap into who work in tandem with me when I need them. You know, I bring the wisdom that is required to really push these people, but then I utilize experts that I've curated specifically that tap into my clients as needed to really holistically elevate their performance. So they're getting so much love and care from all angles. Mm. It's unlike the linear things that they're used to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes massive transformation. Absolutely. Wiley, I have loved talking to you. You're, (laughs) you are so amazing. And I love the way you're so eloquent. You really describe everything that you do so well. Can you tell us where you'd love everybody to catch up with you? Sure. Like we talked about, time to erupt.com is where you can find that really f- great character index to do a little self-assessment to see if mm-hmm. you're in a position of optimization or if you're on a path towards it. But I also created the anti-retreat. So if there's any leader or high achiever out there, Wiley McGraw forward slash anti-retreat is about bringing three leaders max together at a time in a very intense environment to really push them beyond some of the most deepening, challenging things that they're experiencing right now. So linkedin.com forward slash Wiley McGraw is where I'm connecting personally and professionally with other people as well. So those are the three avenues I tend to connect with others on. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, man. You are cool. (laughs) It was a blast. Yeah. I appreciate all the questions. It was great to talk to you. content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 